Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Is there something you don't like about yourself that you want to change? Because if you're completely happy with who you are and don't feel you need to grow as a person in any way, then you don't deserve the kind of candidates that I'm talking about. They won't want to work for you because they cannot evolve if the person above them isn't doing the same. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from Clear and Open. Hiring the right people means beginning with the end in mind. You have to work backwards from the qualities you want in an employee and create questions that will reveal those qualities in your candidates. This is where curiosity comes into play. If you are not genuinely curious about who your candidates really are, you'll never find the person you're looking for. This is a skill that takes practice to master, but pays dividends in your business. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. So curiosity, which I, I started talking about, curiosity is what you have to have to be willing to do this. If you're not really curious about what makes a person tick, then all of this stuff is going to seem like a pain and you're not going to want to do it. You want to be like more curious than the average therapist about what's going on in this person's head. You want to really, really know everything about them, but especially related to those qualities that you're hiring for. Any questions so far? We got about 15 minutes left. Did anyone have any questions? Um, you can unmute yourself. Let me give you, interrupt me anytime. Let me give you one more question that is one of my favorites for, well, this is, this, this question determines ambition, among other things. Who do you want to become? And how do you see this job helping you become that? Who do you want to become? And how do you see this job helping you become that? That question does a lot of things. That's a Swiss army knife of, of a question. One, it helps you determine self-interest. The supervisor wants someone who's not self-interested. The supervisor wants someone who will do what they're told. But the problem is, there are no people like that. Self-interest drives everybody. So if you realize that, then what you want is a confluence of self-interest, a harmony of self-interest, where their self-interest actually fits the job. And now that's a question they may not be able to answer right away. But that's a really good place to examine what they do with it. It's likely no employer they've ever had asked them that question. 
And so they may stutter and be like, well, what do you mean? Who do I want to become? And you might say, and here's a shorthand of that question, what don't you like about yourself that you want to change? Now, that's a question that is an awareness test. Because if someone says, if you ask a person, what don't you like about yourself and what do you want to change? And they say, oh, no, I really like myself. There's nothing I want to change. Run. Run from that person. Because they're not interested in evolution. They're not interested in growth. They're not interested in, in, in developing their weaknesses into strengths. Because there's always something that a person doesn't like about themselves that they're working on, unless they're in total denial. And then again, I, I would turn that question to you. Is there something you don't like about yourself that you want to change? Because if you're completely happy with who you are and don't feel you need to grow as a person in any way, then you don't deserve the kind of candidates that I'm talking about. They won't want to work for you. Because they cannot evolve if the person above them isn't doing the same. It changes all the conversations in the whole business. And it becomes, it creates a business where everybody is doing what they're supposed to be doing without trying to improve the way they do it, which is always related to improving themselves, looking at their resistance, looking at their challenges. And then you have the post office. That's what a bureaucracy is or the IRS. When you take it all the way, the extreme situation of people doing the same thing without any sort of sense of improvement or evolution or aliveness or going somewhere, you have a bureaucracy. And that's what supervision creates. Just people doing what they're supposed to be doing without bringing their passion themselves, their growth trajectories, their ambitions, their dreams. They don't bring that there. And But really, you could say bureaucracy is in one manager-employee relationship at a time. You may already have bureaucracy uh, and that kind of deadness in your business. And typically, at least in one or two employees out of every 10, that's going on. But that's enough to pull a whole business down. If you guys ever had an employee leave and then you find out like a few weeks later, stuff starts coming up of what they were saying and what they were doing and you realize that person was poison. And you go, whoa, how did I miss this? You've got to find that out in hiring to the degree possible. And you can. But only by going out of your comfort zone and asking, here's another issue, asking questions of the candidate that you don't know the answer to. That's leading them into the unknown. Who do you want to become in five years? And how could this job help you? You certainly don't know the answer. And they may not know the answer either. Are you prepared to go into a conversation about that? Well, you know, what don't you like about yourself? You see, I am talking as a hiring manager. I don't want you just to work for me. I don't think that works. I want you to be personally invested in this job. I don't know if you care about making clothes clean. I'd imagine most people don't, but you need a job. So do you want to clean clothes even though you don't necessarily care about that? And have that be it? Or would you like to become the kind of person that you want to become while you clean clothes? Which would you choose? Or do you just want something that you can go numb in the mind for 40 hours a week so you can go home and be numb in the mind doing something else? You don't want those people. You don't want those people. So you have to be curious about yourself in order to find these people. You have to be curious about your own evolutionary process 
You have to be curious about your own weaknesses. Otherwise, you just can't with those people. You won't be curious about people in ways that you're not curious about yourself. And so that's why I could give you, and I've got a 20 or 30 page tool that's all about how to actually do the content of hiring. But if you're not actually curious and you're not like the kind of people that you're looking for, you either won't attract them or you won't retain them. That's the bad news. I wish this weren't the case. You know, when I first started working at Emith almost 20 years ago, they had all these tools, do this, do this, do this. And what I saw is people would do it and it wouldn't work. It would help, but it wouldn't work because they were not yet the kind of person that they were looking for. So that's basic. Once you are minimally that kind of person, then you can start learning skills like the art of asking questions that people don't want to answer and all that kind of stuff. So that's a little bit about hiring. Following the 10-second rule, leaving... Right, right. You're supposed to shut up for 10 seconds. So I can sum up... and I can always fill space. That's one of my gifts. My mother mother taught me how to fill space as a kid. She was very good at it. So just like sort of the basic outline of what you can do with this, start with the qualities you're looking for. And the you know losing a good person or losing a bad person are great sort of ways to come up with that. You know, who's your best person? I used to do this with clients all the time. Who's your best person? What do you, who, do you, who, do you, who do you wish you could clone? And then what are their qualities? And this is, you know, take some work. It might take you a half an hour. They're curious or they're determined or, you know, they'll solve problems no matter what it takes or they're personally invested, they're responsible, these kinds of qualities. They have high integrity. And in some cases, it depends on the position. In some cases, it won't. You know, there's going to be qualities that you want in all of your people. And then, you know, limit that to like a half a dozen or less. And then for each one of those qualities, come up with two or three questions that are open ended questions that do not telegraph the answer you're looking for. And that will take you a good hour or two. But you're working on a skill there. And the skill is the art of asking questions because what you want to be able to do is come up with those kinds of questions on the spot. And that's what a good coach or mentor does, or a good manager for that matter. But you have to start by slowing that process down. Just like if you're learning an instrument, you slow it down, or a martial art or dance or whatever, you do the movement slowly. So you slow down the process of coming up with these questions. And then, you know, you can have them there. Uh, during the interview, if you want, it's best if you don't. But you know, it's baby steps. If you have to start by having these questions in front of you, then fine, do so. But you're going to have to do follow-up questions, and that's really where the magic is. That's where curiosity happens. You ask the question, and they sort of dodge it a little bit or answer part of it, but not all of it. Then you're going to need a follow-up question, and that you can't pre-write, obviously. Yeah, go ahead. So, Joseph, one other quick question I have to ask. Because you touched on it earlier about creating ads, and one of the, I guess it's a new a trend is in your ads talking about competencies that you want, not so much skills. Mm-hmm. For example, what, for like example, like um, skills are very more specific to things that you want, but competencies are like one is be able to read English, right? Would be sure. Uh, or yeah. or um, to think. 
um, on individual manner. Um, I'm trying to think of different competencies that would be present for us, but there was, it's like a newer trend where people are like, Hey, we just, we're looking for competencies of persons. Well, here's a, it's a great question. Be careful about saying too much about who you're looking for in the job ad, right? Because a clever person will perform that in the interview. So I don't see any point in, I mean, the minimum competencies like being able to read English. Yeah. But don't say you're looking for responsible, high energy, ambitious people. Right. Don't say that. Sell the job in such a way where you present the opportunity such that it would appeal to people with those qualities. But don't tell them you're looking for those qualities. Otherwise, they'll perform the interview. So you present your minimum requisite skills. That's classic e-myth. You hire people of minimum requisite skill. And then in the interview, you vet the qualities. You see if they're the kind of person you're looking for because you cannot train that. And then, then the back end, you have to have your training system has to be good enough so that you can train them effectively in all the things they can't do. Yep. I think Abby had a question. I do. Um, this is making me think a little bit of what when we're trying to sell the job in the job posting. Um, in the current kind of direction of things, I'm wondering if a video from a manager speaking to the role and um, you know the sales part of it, why they would want to apply for it and be there for the interview could be helpful so that a lot of those sort of basic day-to-day what happens for the life of this employee are answered in that video and kind of moved away from the interview questions to allow for more curiosity there. Yeah, that's interesting. It's be, be, you know, if the video would be a more compelling pitch. Yeah, I've never heard of that, but it's an interesting idea. Yeah, why not? Uh, I would just be a little worried they might screen the manager out because they like don't like them in some way, which is not really relevant. But yeah, it's certainly worth experimenting with. You know, uh, hiring is in part marketing. It's part marketing and part management. So marketing is there's a lot of experimentation in it. So that's another key thing. You got to be willing to experiment in hiring. That's a great idea, Abby. It's certainly worth trying. I know we're at time almost. So yep. Well, I'll say thank you all for having me. Hiring is one of my most, in, in conclusion, thank you all for having me. And hiring is one of my most favorite things to talk about. It's similar to financial management because most people are doing it really badly and there's an enormous opportunity for change there. It's one of the biggest opportunities for change in any business. It doesn't take a whole lot of time. It takes some energy and attention, uh, but it's, uh, it's transformative for many, many businesses. So good luck. Let me know if you need help. Yep. Thank you, Joseph. We appreciate it. And anyone can always go to clearandopen.com and see Joseph's coursework and programs that he has going on. Um, a reminder, tomorrow we have office hours. So if you have some questions on hiring that you'd like to bring to office hours, feel free to do that. Um, two things that come to mind in regards to next Tuesday's follow-up meeting to this is for everyone to think about and come to the meeting with a interview question to gain context in a person and a list of qualities that you're looking for. So I think those are two big things that I think we all need to look at. And understanding that the challenge is that some people are saying, well, I can't even get people to come to 
these ads and answer these ads. And that's a big challenge in itself, but we can't lose focus of the fact that once we, we can't just bring bodies into our businesses, we need to bring the right people in to these organizations and fit our culture because we don't want to slide back. And I know that many of you um, had some wonderfully awesome people that have stuck through your company and that shared your values and went through COVID together with you. And it would be a disservice to them to bring in people that don't share those values also. And I think it's very, very important for all of you to take that into context. Um, we've, it's almost like control, alt, delete. You've got an opportunity here, start fresh. You have a great team that's stuck around that their values shown through that helped you get through this last year. Build on that. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that clear and open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.